Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Church podcast. Let's Talk Church is a podcast run by All Saints Church Belfast, Uni Church Belfast and St. Nicholas's Church Belfast. Uh, and you're very welcome to episode three of our music series, our final episode. Uh, and today I'm joined by Tim Perdue and Michael Kennedy. Say hello. Hi, Matty. Evening. How are we? Yeah, not too bad. Morning, the end of summer, but it has to happen. Yeah, it's terrible. I woke up to mist this morning and I felt like I'd gone from midsummer straight to Halloween. And I'm not about that, but there we are. Well, here, I, I also woke up to mist, but uh, by lunchtime, it was like 20-something degrees. Super sunny. We actually, like, in work, we literally walked outside and played spike ball because we were like, it's too nice. There you go, folks. Wearingstown, Northern Ireland's premier summer yep, resort. Exactly. <laughs> Bit of spike ball in the car park just to keep the vibe going, you know? So, listen, tell us who you are. Uh, tell us what you do. Uh, and tell us a fun fact about yourself. Tim, do you want to kick us off? Sure. So my name is Tim, uh, Tim Perdue. Uh, I... Perdued? Per, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Peter Reed's fault, isn't it? Perdued. Um, Tim Retrouve. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to get into the whole <laughs> crack we have in my second name. Like, it's a disaster. I could tell you, actually, I could tell you so much about trying to order, like, chippies over the phone. And they're like, what? And there was one time I was... Uh, I went to pick it up, and they're like, we've got a chip for Pedro. And I was like, That's, I mean, yeah, hola, I guess. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so my name's Tim. I, um, I'm i a schools and community worker for Love for Life, uh, which is an RSE charity, which is Relationships and Sex Education. Um, so I'm the guy that goes into schools and does the awkward puberty talks and uh, <laughs> tells you about your changing bodies. Um, so that's good fun. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I'm originally from Ballyclare um, for my sins. And uh, yeah. Lovely. And go on, one fun fact. Uh, well, I, I always go for the same one at the minute. So my fun fact is that back in December, I uh, was an extra in the new Nicole Kidman film uh, out in Larne, and we actually have a scene we're in together where we're like walking beside each other. I got to meet her, and yeah, it's good fun. So there you go, I've acted with Nicole Kidman. What's she like, Tim? She's she looks a lot older in person. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> that's the that's the biog for the episode. Nicole yeah, yeah, Kidman, yeah. she <laughs> looks a lot older in person. Tim, I'm absolutely gone. <laughs> what's this a podcast about um fuck oh, no she's lovely yeah. Yeah. it, it kind of it didn't help her image the fact that the first time i met her she rode in on a horse in a full queen's costume like looking all grand and then there was me in my slave outfit with like blood all over me and all that so mm. it was a fun time i mean that is a fun fact that's a fun fact yeah. michael same question over to yourself can you top that Absolutely cannot top that, but um, I'm Michael. Uh, fortunately, I don't have as funny a surname as Tim, so we can move on to the next bit. Um, I work as an auditor at PwC, like uh, quite a lot of uni church. And was there another bit before the fun fact? Uh, no, I no, don't know. That sounds, sounds pretty comprehensive. Uh, fun fact, uh, well, a music-related one, because um, it's a music podcast. I once, in a town square in Belgium, accidentally blew our speakers by singing the key change note of New York, New York too loudly. And I was expecting all the instruments to come back in with me once I'd sung the note <laughs> and they couldn't because the power had gone. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. I, like, I'm just like, I want to know why you were singing in Belgium. Like that in itself. I think is... a lot of people wanted to know, Tim. I think a lot of people really? wanted yeah. to know. <laughs> like, how did, like, 
How did you end up doing that? It was on a, a big band tour with the big band I used to play with oh. at university. So le- less exciting than it sounds. Oh, no, that's, that's I exciting. wasn't a sort of Belgian pop star for a few years early on in life. <laughs> <laughs> Belgium's got talent. <laughs> Michael, you are probably, I'd say, one of the best small talkers in the game. <laughs> you, you have a gift for just making a conversation happen out of thin air. And I just wanted to know, because I'm, I'm really terrible at small talk. Um, do you have any tips for us, the, the listeners? Well, it's kind of you to say that's funny. I don't, I don't think of myself as being all that good at small talk. But I think like the only thing that keeps me going is I'm, I'm quite interested in a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I find it quite easy to get interested in stuff. So if you can just like whatever someone says, you find like one thing about it and be like, we're homing in on that. I find that interesting. <laughs> we're going to go. Um, that's the way to do it. What, what if it really is the most like dead boring thing like and you can't find anything interesting about it what do you do then you gotta just walk away and never talk that person again (laughs) no um, yeah i mean that's that's more challenging um i think at that point uh if that's someone you meet on the reg that's when um prayer to the lord becomes a key element um for a change in a scenario that you can't really make a change in amazing tim a similar question to yourself um you have the most beautiful gravelly voice <laughs> when you sing oh, um, no. and i just wanted to know i was a wee bit curious <laughs> is that something that just naturally happens for you when you go to hit those high notes or have you had to work at that and like really like sitting in your room like <gasps> oh my goodness i'm going red um, 30 a day for the first yeah, 30 years of yeah on, yeah so like to me it just feels like i'm struggling like you say it's like a nice gravelly voice to me it's oh my goodness i can't hit these high notes and i'm embarrassing myself um well you can definitely hit them Oh, mm-hmm. well, oh, oh stop. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, please keep going. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm glad we had that conversation. Um, <laughs> How did you guys um, come to be involved here at All Saints Uni Church? Um, Michael, start with you, maybe. Yeah, well, so I only kind of moved back over to Northern Ireland just before lockdown one, which was a, a weird time to move. Um, but I guess, yeah, whenever I was coming back over, I knew a few people who went to All Saints already. And one of the guys who was one of the ministers at the church, I was like, he knew Peter a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it seemed very natural to give it a go uh, initially online and then coming along whenever it started up in person. Uh, and that was kind of my, my route in. Pretty smooth. Amazing. Tim? Yeah, I... Uh, so before lockdown hit, like I hate how that is like a that's a point in time you know before <laughs> lockdown after lockdown mm-hmm. the before times um, exactly yeah uh, bl and al the old um, normal <laughs> so uh, before lockdown uh, i was actually working in a, um, a small church in east belfast um so i was a ministry assistant there but then lockdown hit there wasn't really much uh that my role could do in that time um so i just felt it was time for me to move on um and so there i was kind of uh trying to figure out um like where i could find that community that i can really dive into and give my all to because uh you know i was born and raised in like the wee church of ireland in ballyclare which is lovely church like absolutely loved it but there's not that many people my own age um and i feel like that's a big part of communities being able to share life with others so it was really on my heart to find um to find that and i honestly don't know where i heard about All Saints, I just knew about it. I think it's because I drove past it all the time, you know, whenever I was at Queen's and I was just really intrigued by it. So I just thought, right, the only way to figure this out is to sit and chat with someone uh, from the church. So 
uh, met up with Trevor Johnson, the one and only. Um, and yeah, we just sat and chatted about where I was and about the church. And I thought, oh, you know what, I, I, this just sounds too good to be true. Um, you know, this solid biblical community of young believers. Um, so I came down to uni church um, and I was hooked immediately. Like, you know, within seconds, I was welcomed. Um, and not just welcomed as in shown a seat, but welcomed as in literally welcomed into a family. Um, and I did not look back. Um, well, you guys both joined fairly recently, like you were both talking about uh, the lockdown being part of your story, which, you know, didn't happen too long ago. But you are already both involved in, in so much here at church, um, being growth group, being involved in growth groups. And, you know, Tim, you're about to become an ASE youth leader. Um, but also one of the things that you are both involved in and plugged into is the music here at church. What exactly is the purpose of us singing? together at church every Sunday. It's kind of weird if you think about it, um, that like a bunch of people get together, a lot of whom, you know, singing doesn't really come naturally to them. Um, what, why is it that we do that together as a sort of corporate activity? Yeah, it's such a good question because I think a lot of the time music is one of those things that as Christians, we don't really think about why or we don't really think about how. We just kind of do it because you do it in church and the way that we do it, we maybe just do the way that we've, seen people do it um, and we don't really think very much about the why and the how um, but God does tell us things about the why which is great tells us that it's about singing to one another to encourage each other tells us it's about singing to him as well with thankfulness on our hearts so there are things there that we can't think about but um, maybe that we don't um, Tim yeah things you'd add yeah well I mean you know God's word says that the church is to be one body um, and as one body, we are to work in harmony with one another. Um, we are to be as one voice. Um, and I feel like singing is a real gift that speaks into that. We, you know, we can do the chants and everything as well, which very much does the same thing, but there's something beautiful, beautiful about singing. You know, there's nothing like it. Um, and for me, whenever I'm, you know, standing there in church, whether it's up at the front or as part of the congregation, there's times I just like stop and listen because the sound of all these voices joining together in worship it could bring tears to your eyes like mm -hmm. it is just truly mm -hmm. special yeah no it really it, it's it's beautiful and i love what you're saying there about pardon me <laughs> i love what you're saying there about um that idea of being one body um and sort of uh, as a result of being one body um singing to one another mm -hmm. um and and also um mm -hmm. singing to the god who um, saved us that's the thing that that unites us um i think that's something that i never really thought about i never thought of singing as part of a congregation singing on sunday mornings as something that we do to one another mm, yeah um huge mind shift never yeah. really think about that unless you're forced to why do you think why do you think that's uh uh, so important why is it important to sing to one another what are we doing there mm. well i guess it's used like it's one of the moments in a sunday morning or a sunday evening when we, all of us, like get to tell the good news to each other. Like it's a real moment where we get to be involved in the service and we get to be involved in kind of preaching the good news as well. Like we maybe come to church thinking that'll happen in the sermon, that'll maybe happen in the Bible reading. But we don't necessarily think in the formal part of the service that we're gonna go and do that to anyone. Um, do that to anyone, that sounds terrible. But, um, but yeah, we really can, as you sing in the congregation, even if you don't think you're that good of a singer, or if you don't feel that musical, you actually can tell people what's true about Jesus and tell them by singing in a way that really engages their emotions and helps them 
to for their feelings to come into line with what's true. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, you know, so much of our faith is you're on your own. You know, on the day to day, you're you're doing these things by yourself. Uh, you have your prayer time, mm-hmm. you have the time in God's word, you have your time of service, but. In that moment, whenever you are singing to one another, that's an encouragement that you're not alone in this, Mm -hmm. that we are one body, that we are a community that is there to support one another and encourage one another. And whenever you're making these proclamations of faith, um, Mm -hmm. you know, worshiping God like that and seeing others around you in the same thing, it's that incredible assurance that you are doing this together yeah, and that you truly are supporting one another in that. I I think I've, I've shared this story um on the podcast before um <laughs> so I, I do apologize if i have but like the uh, you know I, I just remember one sunday morning uh, at a church i was part of previously um where uh, i showed up and i was in a stinking mood and um there was a guy behind me who like didn't have a note in his head but he was belting it and he was belting these truths out, and i was just like <laughs> you know it really encouraged me and it really spurred me on mm-hmm. so that there's a really mm-hmm. you know practical example of what you're talking about absolutely um and I think Absolutely. I'm sure we all, to some extent, have a story like that where we've heard, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've, we've been encouraged by the singing in some way. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think at, until you sit down and think about it, um, yeah. you don't actually piece those two things together as to, you know, singing is actually a means of encouraging one another. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. We've, we've probably touched on this already, um, but it probably bears um, repeating. Uh, what what should we then, in light of what we've just been chatting about, um, as a congregation, as people who come to church on Sundays, um, what should we be thinking about then as a congregation when uh, we are singing? What what should we be aiming to do? Yeah, I think one thing that's so important to remember when it comes to worship is that worship is prayer. You know, you are in conversation with the Lord. Um, you are singing to the Lord and you are one with him in that moment. Um, and I think, you know, you're not just fulfilling a need. You're not just ticking a box. Um, you're giving thanks for the grace of God, which is in everything and everything is in God's grace in, in the lives of his children. Yeah. And I think it can be easy to feel like, you know, if you're, if you're praying to God using someone else's words, it can be easy to feel like somehow that's inauthentic or that's not really you, but people have people have thought long and hard about songs and about what would be good to say and mm-hmm. to sing um and that can be a really great way to express yeah as you say Tim, to express that thankfulness express all those things that we want to say to god um and i suppose the challenge for us when we know songs is that it can then be easy to not be thinking about that and not doing yeah. that because you're kind of used to a song you knew the way it goes and the first few times you thought about it but then maybe the words just slide past you, just like when you're singing a favorite song of yours. And I guess that's the challenge, is keeping thinking about the fact that you are speaking to God, you are speaking to yeah. others, thinking about what it is. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, any ways you find, Tim, that are helpful to kind of do that, to, to get away from the, I've sung this song a hundred times, I know how it goes, I'm probably singing on, on autopilot almost. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, um, a lot of the time, if not almost all of the time, uh, the songs that we sing, um always have biblical grounding to them you know the the stories we sing off the faithfulness we sing off they are either specific examples or specific verses from the bible specific references and i think um you know whenever we sing these songs regularly it's good to know what it is we're singing about what's the inspiration for the words Mm. and and what is the story behind it 
And whenever you know that, like, it, you know, you're essentially singing God's faithfulness into God's faithfulness in that time. Um, it's, you know, it's interesting. One thing that actually comes to mind is um, whenever Christ was on the cross and Peter actually spoke into this over the summer and it is just, I think that was one of the most touching sermons I ever heard, a very challenging sermon, um, where Peter spoke about how when Christ was on the cross and he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Anyone who just looks at that on the surface wonders, like, why is he saying that? Mm -hmm. You know, it almost sounds like faithlessness. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that doesn't match Christ on the cross. But if you actually understand what he's saying, you realize he is singing a psalm. Um, Psalm 22, Mm -hmm. I think it is. Um, And uh, if you sit and read that psalm, you understand that Christ is proclaiming God's goodness and God's faithfulness and God's righteousness in that moment. Um, I think that really speaks into this idea of knowing the story behind what it is you're singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you say just a few short words that summarize that story, mm. in your heart, you're still proclaiming the goodness of God in that. Yeah. And I guess knowing that story, it really takes it beyond just your singing in solidarity with the Christians around you in the moment, but then mm. all of a sudden you're singing in solidarity with the writer of the hymn and yeah. with the people about whose time in the Bible the hymn is about. And all of a sudden you're kind of into all of Christian history as being part of the body that you're oh, you're singing alongside rather than just mm. these Christians right now. Mm. Yeah. It's quite similar to sort of creeds and confessions, isn't mm-hmm. it, in that way? Um, you know, we actually are, um, to some extent, standing on the shoulders of giants yeah. um, <laughs> when we sing... Um, songs that have been written by fellow Christians from mm-hmm. around the world. Um, I suppose standing on the shoulders of giants is the wrong phrase, but like, you know, we're... we're um, Absolutely, we're surrounded sh- by so great a cloud of witnesses, you might right, say. Right, that's it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one. Um, yeah, we're. it's not just a solo activity, as mm-hmm. we've sort of, you know, we could talk about that all night. Um, but yeah, I, I, as I say, you could talk about that all night, but moving on... Um, <laughs> Is there anything that you guys personally have found uh, particularly challenging um, being involved in praise teams? You know, from, from chatting to Catherine and Sarah and even Trisha and Paul the other day, um, I find that everybody has a, a very different answer to this, mm. which just shows how many different challenges there can be. Um, so I wonder if you guys could sort of chat a little bit about that. Yeah, I can believe you get very different answers. Um, what's yours, Tim? We'll see how similar ours are. Oh, well, I mean, one particular thing I think I can tie to uh, the leading worship here is that before I came here, I had never led a band before. Like, I'd led mm. worship since I've been, like, 16, but it's been me and my mum. <laughs> She'd be sitting <laughs> right, playing the piano. Dream team. Name oh, yeah, a more iconic tune. Mum uh, <laughs> on the keys and me on guitar, and we just know what's going to happen, and yet Matty Burke and classic fashion just chucks you in head first and he's like so right here you go here's your drums here's your electric here's your keys here's your bass guitar here's your fiddle just for fun and you're sitting there like oh my goodness i am absolutely breaking it um but no it it will it was terrifying when i first came to it um but as much as I love to slag you off, Matty, you were a, uh, a a very great help in that, uh, great encouragement. Um, and you were always there to make sure everything went smoothly. Um, so there is that, but also just on a more personal level, I suppose, um, one great challenge that I find in leading worship is that it, it does sometimes feel like there's a lot of pressure on you mm-hmm. and a lot of expectation. Because, um, uh, as I'm sure we'll touch on, 
it's quite easy to mess up. <laughs> I have many stories <laughs> that I can testify. It is quite easy to mess up in those situations. And even though everyone knows that no one cares if you mess up, if you're up there, mm-hmm. you care if you mess up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like in that moment, you're like, oh, what have I done? And you'll not stop thinking about it. I'll, you'll be lying in bed twitching at night being like, oh, it's gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's true. You don't really like, you do start to get past it until you've like messed up loads of times and oh, started no, to absolutely. internalize that like no one died. Yeah. You know? And even now, <laughs> yeah. like if I mess up a particular song, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sing that song again next week. and I'm going to nail it <laughs> and it'll oh, be, you know, it. yeah, I'll yeah. be restored. <laughs> so folks, if you're, if you ever think we have sung Be On My Vision every Sunday in October, <laughs> you know why you've seen Behind The Curtain. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. I would say for me, yeah, probably quite a different challenge, though I definitely chime with a lot of that as well. I suppose something that I, I probably used to think of was a real challenge of it and maybe just wasn't thinking right about it was like when you're playing, like when you're playing an instrument so that you're leading, you're sort of like, that's kind of the thing that you're thinking about. You know, we've, we've talked about like, what should you be thinking about when you're singing um, as a church congregation? But then when you're playing and when you're leading, you're thinking about playing things correctly and then you're thinking about how to lead the congregation well as they sing and make it as clear as possible for them. And so you're, you're, you're then really not taking your own advice because you're not thinking about the fact that you're singing to God as much as you would be. You're not thinking about singing to other people as much as you would be just because you've got other tracks going in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I used to be like, oh, this is such an issue. How do you get around this? But um, I think it's a, it's a classic, so many situations in the Christian life, the advice is, you just got to be a bit more chill. And it's a, it's a classic example of that because there's plenty of weeks where you're not in the band. There's plenty of weeks where you're singing in the congregation and it's just making the most of those um, rather than being like, oh, was I really dialed in? And you're like, well, no, but rightly I was, I was thinking about the serving element of it and trying to do it well. And then weeks when I'm in the congregation, I can, I can really make the most. It's almost like the difference between like how, how Trevor would view his role at church versus being a, being a member of the congregation Trevor is a normal member of the congregation in a manner of speaking, but also he has a responsibility to be equipping the congregation that is not necessarily shared by everyone. And similarly, when you're singing the band, you're a normal member of the congregation, but also you have an added responsibility to help the rest of the congregation do it well, um, which is okay. Yeah, and I think alongside that as well, you know, we as worship leaders need to remember, we, although we are leading with music, we are not music leaders we're worship leaders so whenever we're up there we're not just facilitating the musical needs we are leading the worship in worshiping mm-hmm. you know it isn't a performance at the end of the day um it is service as you were saying michael so moving uh, in a slightly different tonal direction um i'd love to know some embarrassing stories that you guys have about leading praise uh, because i have so many and yeah. uh i I've had to narrow it down to just one, but I'm going to leave that until I've heard yours um, so that I can, um, we can share in the embarrassment together. So, um, Michael, do you want to kick us off? Just yeah, one it. one story of when it all went horribly wrong. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm trying to think, oh, this one about tell. It's not, really, it's not really good enough because I definitely have more embarrassing ones, but they fade, don't they? But the, 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 a very recent one, and this still gets me a lot, is you can, you can watch out, folks, if I'm playing the piano, at uni church because the thing that gets me every time is the piano turns off if you don't play it (laughs) and i'm saying that to you now which shows that i know that that's true but i clearly don't really believe it because if i did i would turn the piano on again after the sermon (laughs) and nine times out of ten i do not and i come in with a big chord and say you know tim's on the guitar and he's expecting the big chord i come in with the big chord silence (laughs) silence and 
and it takes go. a good like 30 seconds to boot yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not fast. Like, you're not coming in in the next bar. Like, you're, you're coming in in the next verse. Yeah. yeah. It's I feel like, idea. you know, going forward, I think we need, like, a hand signal. So, you know, if that happens, I'm just going to start, like, improvising. But, like, yeah. so, how's Love your that. day? You know, like, <laughs> anyone got a joke? We're just, you know, waiting for the piano to, to warm up. Here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Usually, you know, if you're playing sort of not in a church context and that happens, you can just tell a gag to keep the audience yeah. on side. But it's not really appropriate. Well, maybe it is. Who knows? But, um... <laughs> It's I mean, it's not appropriate unless you're Owen Maguire, apparently, because he just does it anyway. Yeah, well, you, know, you make it, you make your points. Maybe that's the way. <laughs> that's the way going forward. Oh, he can no, get away no one could fill Owen Maguire's shoes, though, and, you know, only he can get away with that. Yeah. Owen Maguire does what Owen Maguire does. He does, and no one else does it like him. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, what about yourself? Oh, here, listen. <laughs> it, it pains me to even bring this up. I actually don't think I've ever told anyone this story. Huge. I've been honestly so scandered by it <laughs> that I have hidden it deep, deep within me. Is this safe space, man? Everyone yeah. loves you here. Uh, the listeners all care yeah. about you. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, you yeah, guys right. can't see this, but Tim is literally cur- curled up in a ball with yeah. his eyes closed and the floor around. Oh. <laughs> so, right, here's the story. Oh, this is painful. Um, I can't remember what the song was, but uh, a song came up. And I started playing it, and I realized I just had no idea what the first note was. <laughs> and I just went for it, and it couldn't have been more wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> I sang so out of key that no one knew what song I was singing. <laughs> and everyone just sat in silence. I, I just kept on playing, and I was like, I can't, I can't get the note. I can't think of it until whoever was on the keys just had to lean in and sing the note for me. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Oh. And I honestly was so embarrassed. That like that oh that shot my confidence for a very long time. I was like, that is so scundering. There's like hundred and fifty people in this room and they're just staring at me as I hit this absolute wick note and they're like, What is this bloke doing? Like, oh it was so bad. Oh it's it's humbling. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is humbling. Oh, you. you know? The gremlins keep us humble. Any any sort of pride you have in that moment, it's just gone. Yep. Fact. And it, it never comes back. Like, and it's, you know, you've got, you know, if, if you come in in the wrong key in the instrument, you've got the excuse, you know, oh, I put the capo in the wrong one. But when you come in with the wrong note singing, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you, you I can't feel put like a I capo on your throat. You know, <laughs> you can't like, put a capo yeah. on your throat. can't put a capo on your throat. <laughs> no, you man. cannot. Oh, there's no, <laughs> no going back. There's a lot of good quotes from you in this podcast, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Nicole Kidman, older than she looks. Can't put a capo on your throat. Mm. Oh, well, no, I can't cut any of that out. Yeah, that's so true, yeah. Um, my, I think my worst uh was the first time i was ever involved in being part of a praise team yeah it was a baptism of fire (laughs) um i was relegated to bass the inferior stringed instrument that's right and so there i was at my youth group leading on bass difficult um it was a fairly sophisticated uh praise team uh, in terms of setup in terms of like experience they 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 were the boys um and here's little old me who's been playing guitar for three years and um never played bass <laughs> but uh so anyway i felt well practiced i felt ready to go i probably felt a little cocky um and uh so uh before the the praise started uh the the youth pastor got up to pray and there's this beautiful sort of pad music happening mm, underneath and course. um your girl on the nord was killing it mm-hmm. um and the strap on my bass 
broke. And I quite literally dropped the bass during <laughs> prayer. And um, it created this, like, I don't know if you've ever heard a bass fall to the ground, but it's not a pleasant noise. It really ruins the moment when you're trying to have a, a deep sort of spiritual, um, yeah, a deep spiritually intimate moment. Um, but so there, there's my story. Um, now you can all laugh at me. Um we're all in this together. You can all laugh at us. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. right. Look at this. <laughs> oh. Amazing. Okay, so we've been talking for a while, and uh, I think we're just about ready to wrap up. But I would like to ask you one more very important, deeply spiritual question. Mm-hmm. And um, here's what it is. <laughs> I want two or three songs that best describe who you are as a person. Oh, no. Or sum you up in some way and i want you to explain why you've gone for them folks at home in my spotify rap last year i was in the top 0.05 percent of taylor swift listeners worldwide um which was a big achievement for me in 2020 a year that not many of us achieved things (laughs) it was a big achievement like i know i'm gonna make a lot of enemies here but i just do not like taylor swift i'm sorry like you're both looking at me here and i know there's many people in uni church that just like as a person or as an artist? Oh, she's she's just awful. Like, like all, just the whole the whole, the whole shebang. Like I just don't have time for it. <laughs> like it's almost like she deliberately gets in relationships with notable people just to break up with them. Tim, and write music you, about them. You're dropping a hot Tim, fire today. Saying. You're exactly the sort of hater who's gonna hate, hate, hate. And do you know what? <laughs> do, do you know what? Do you know what Taylor is gonna do? She's gonna make music out of that. She's and gonna, gonna make shake, money. shake, 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 shake it off. Yeah, then. she is. Oh, she's just, she's just the worst. That's what people say. That's what people say. But she oh, keeps moving. <laughs> Listen. Can't stop, won't stop grooving. Listen. It's like she's got this music in her mind saying it's going to be all right, even though Tim has been really mean on the YouTube <laughs> podcast. So one of mine's Wagon Wheel, if that helps you. <laughs> wagon um, Wheel? I love Wagon Wheel, yeah. That is so Please rogue. expand on that. You wouldn't necessarily expect it of me, but I'm a huge country music fan uh, used to used to play in a country band at uni and i just love it there's something about the southern american mindset you know life's very simple there you know what's good you know sunshine mm-hmm. having a beer with your mates farming what's bad i don't know regressive tax laws or whatever people in <laughs> south america just like you know it's just a very simple life and you know one one that i aspire to lead so that would be my first pick i found one Okay. Um. So, Old Soul by Hudson Taylor. Mm. It's a real favorite of mine. Explain. So, I am just an old soul. <laughs> I am you a ninety-four, a five-year-old man. To be, you are That's a good way to be. You've got a grandpa vibe yeah. and, a, and grandpa style. Like which you're, I did. you're not oh, wearing yeah. a cardigan right now, but I did have to look up for my phone to check. Oh so yeah, I mean, so like Maddie and I, I think that's a bonding moment for us. Was our cardigans, even mm-hmm. over Zoom. Yeah. Uh, during lockdown in the growth groups, we always noticed we really love the cardigans. You're both um, you're both giving very similar sort of reasons for your answers, although the songs mm. are mm. slightly different. Yeah, that's true. No, I like that. Yeah. Chilling out, relaxing, watching the world go by. Yeah. Mm. So another song, which I think describes him pretty well, is Stay Alive by Jose Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would know that song most because it's in the film Secret Life of Walter Mitty mm. and he's flying to Iceland he's embracing his life and he's like skateboarding down the Icelandic fjords anytime I hear that song I'm like I need to travel and I need to travel now 
most mm. likely to Iceland because I love Iceland. Nice. That's an expensive song to listen to. It is. <laughs> and do you know what? I have driven along the roads of Iceland listening to that song. <laughs> Oy, that's and it was it. arguably one of the best memories of my entire life. I wish this had come out earlier so we could get into it. Mm. Oh, here, listen. If you ever bump into Tim at church, ask him about his excursions of, uh, of Iceland. Mm, good times. Mm-hmm. So I've got another one, Tim. Your, your Iceland story has, um, has given me sufficient time to think of one. So I've, I've realized this should have been obvious. I love Christmas music. I'm mm-hmm. such a fan of Christmas music. Big advocate of listening to Christmas music the whole, whole year round. Controversial opinion, but I love it. Like it's just about getting to the time of year where I'm going to start listening to Christmas carols again. Then I will, then I will stop in like October time to get ready for Christmas. But I will listen to them August September. But um, one thing that combines my love of um, my love of Christmas music with an even stronger love, and you're not going to like this, Tim, but it's of course Taylor Swift's seminal 2019 Christmas track. Not as well known as it should be, kind of slid under the radar, but it is, of course, Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift. A okay. song which, whenever it came out in 2019, I listened to every day until Christmas <laughs> and then every day until Easter. Um, in my heart, Tim, there is a Christmas tree farm, as Taylor tells us. That's my second one. I need a third, really. Well, two two cuts. It I did. I said two or ah, three. Well. So you're you have felt the quota. But well if you want to give us two one or more, three. I don't think I can. Tim, do you have a third? I might. I might have one more. Let me just look up. Cardigan by Taylor Swift. I do like. There it Cardigan is. By Cardigan Taylor by Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> but that's folklore, you know. Oh, I see. So, so you're okay. I, can, with. I did listen to. You that can get whole behind album. that album. Mm. You are a fan of a, a breakup album, Tim. Like me and you and I shared a beautiful moment in the car listening to um oh, billy eilish's oh, happier than ever probably Listen, the greatest breakup that ever album written. that album has blown my mind <laughs> oh my goodness you woke me up like <laughs> the, that moment that you and i sat there in my car listening to happier than ever yeah just like i love it so if you've got any good breakup albums folks send them to tim.perju at ascbelfast.com <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, ch slash Tim, Tim Purdue breakup albums <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. yeah guys we've been chatting for 50 minutes oh, yeah. um, so I'm going to wrap it up thank you so much for tuning in to this abridged version of Tim Michael and I's <laughs> discussion um, if you want access to the full episode um, sorry you're not getting it um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry right, um, I'll have a copy if anyone wants it don't worry about it thanks so much for tuning into the let's talk church podcast my name's been maddie um thank you michael and tim for joining us thanks for having us maddie Um, absolutely thank you and we'll see you next week